Welcome to No Cartridge Audio. I am Trevor Strunk, Hagelbon on Twitter, and I'm here with uh, Bleeding Green Nation's Dave Mangles, although, Dave, you're, you're known by many hats online, uh, not just your Eagles one. Uh, people can follow you at Southern underscore Philly, uh, and they should. Uh, Dave, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Trevor? I'm doing all right. I'm doing well. Uh, it's nice that we uh, we got a chance to talk. I know we, we have talked a lot about um, various draft uh, prospects and draft writers over our uh, friendship, but uh, I don't think we've ever talked video games, so I'm excited to, to delve into it with you. Yes, uh, I do play some video games, unlike your, I don't know who was your last guest who didn't play any, which uh, I enjoyed <laughs> that, though. Okay, Sometimes yeah. you gotta hear, you gotta hear, uh, you gotta hear both sides, as they say on the Twitter. Well, yeah, no, and, and Matt, Matt definitely. Uh, so, so Dave's referring to. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the most recent one when this goes up. I, I think it'll be two away when this goes up. But uh, my interview with uh, with Matt Kushbaum Christman from uh, Chapo Trap House. Uh, yeah, I mean Matt, unlike many of the, you know, the the Andy Benoit or uh, Walter Footballs of the world. <laughs> Um, is, is at least uh, earnest in his uh, in his opposition, and not just doing it for 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 laughs. He's the Mike Florio. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he is. That's right. Mike uh, Florio. He puts up his mock draft and he goes, "I don't even want to have to do this, but I have to." So here you go. And he puts no effort into it, and I respect that. I respect his transparency. Yeah. Just like you know, I understand the point of this. I understand it all, but you know, you'd get much more out of me if I had to write a column explaining why I don't like mock drafts. Um, <laughs> Instead, we just make fun of them. Yeah, right. Now, oh, poor Mike. But um, anyway, yeah. So you wanted to come on to talk about. Uh, well, why don't you talk about it? Because I said No Man's Sky, and then you kind of corrected me, and I thought a useful way. So we're going to talk about No Man's Sky. But what specifically would you say we're going to talk about? Well, I think it's uh, in this current, you know. Uh, in this current landscape, we, uh, I was listening to the other one with uh, Felix. I forget how you pronounce his last name. Uh, Biederman. Biederman, um, and he was talking about how you know Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, and uh, you know current p- political landscape a bit. And I just thought it was there was an interesting parallel between No Man's Sky and Donald Trump's presidency and camp and his campaign, in how both were this groundswell of hype from the from users and, and voters which would be a parallel there and how it's just a big huge disappointment mm. yeah and there's and, a lot to unpack yeah. there yeah there's a ton to unpack there i mean especially because like so you know no man's sky if anything you know there's a lot of criticisms to be made about no man's sky and i'm sure we'll go into all of them but you know it's i think there's like two points that strike that strike me immediately the one is that I would say No Man's Sky and sort of its approach to the idea of like a massive universe is in a lot of ways opposed to a kind of like Trumpian like uh, uh, shrinking of the world down into. Oh you know, sure, just, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. not a uh, one for one here, right, no, it, yeah. but it's 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 more of the 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 marketing and the the failure to deliver, mm-hmm. and it is basically more about the aesthetics. Although with the in the background. There's a lot. There's a lot of comparison, I think, because you have the. I remember before this game was hyped two, three years before it came out, and reading things. I love reading ba- reviews of things that are awful, 
whether it be food or movies or TV or whatever, because you get some really, you get some creative writing, you get some interesting <laughs> opinions. And I just rem- I remember, you know, seeing these like expectations of this game that was years away from being made. It's like, how can it possibly be this good? Mm-hmm. So it was a, and the the guy who was in charge was like, oh, it's going to have this, it's going to have that, it's going to have this and that, it's going to be amazing, it's going to appeal to everybody, and it did not at all. And it's kind of like the Trump campaign made significant promises that it knew it couldn't deliver, because right. it didn't care. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, like, for people who weren't really paying attention, obviously it's it's close enough that probably most of my listeners were, but, like, in case you weren't, like, the hype around No Man's Sky was, like, massive in a way that, you know, I can only sort of ascribe to something like, I don't know, um, I mean, it's almost like one of those Duke Nukem Forever uh, scenarios. Yes! Uh, <laughs> except, except, like, it came out before it became a joke, right? Like, it came out before it became, like, yeah, it's like Duke Nukem Forever. It's never going to come out. So by the time it did come out, people were like, well, of course it's bad. It's Duke Nukem Forever. We always knew it would be. Um, no Man's Sky, like, made all those promises, but then actually came out. So, like... The the hype, I think it plays like a bell curve of hype. They kind of hit it at exactly the moment where, had they delayed it any longer, like people would start being like, "All right, this game's never going to come out, or if it does, it's going to be bad, or it's like a, a hoax yeah. or whatever." Right? Yeah, and it's like there, everybody. I was reading one thing when I was reading a couple articles, um, uh, contemporary articles about it in preparation, and it was uh, someone made a good point. It's like everybody made it what they wanted it to be before mm. it came out. So if you wanted a uh, people hyped up, some people focused on like how you could interact with other people, and other people focused on how you could be you know completely by yourself, or and some people focused on how it was you know there was infinite possibilities, which really can't happen because you can <laughs> only if you're creating something artificial, you can't make it truly infinite because it's all it can only be limited to what you know. Right, and then you also have the same problem of like the the game itself sort of focusing on infinity, not in terms of like infinitely generated uh, possibilities, but in the idea because like you could get a version of that in like a roguelike or, or something like that. Obviously, not infinite, but you can make a procedurally generated game that will provide enough sort of like um, uh, incidental changes that it'll feel like there's you know infinite changes or whatever. Um, but No Man's Sky took that and said like, yeah, let's just make like a truly massive universe. Um, and so I was actually looking into it a little bit too, and it seemed like people were like, "Yeah, like it, a plausible explanation, or I guess the explanation that the the developer gave was that the multiplayer wasn't working in the game because like players couldn't find each other in the massive universe." Um, and I think that's so fascinating because it's like, you know, if your idea of infinity is it's so big you couldn't possibly cover it, then like, yeah, you're not going to run into people no matter how many people are playing it. It's not going to be the multiplayer uh, game you expect. Yeah, and so just don't even bring that up. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't even bring it to be like, yeah, you won't even find anybody. Like, uh, yeah. It reminds <laughs> me don't... of a... Oh, good. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, it reminds me of a Elite Dangerous. I don't know if you played Elite Dangerous. Um, I actually haven't, but it's been on my list for a while. But it's... it's I guess in some ways it's a little like No Man's Sky. It's, it certainly isn't as um, ambitious in, in a lot of what it does. It sort of focuses on different mechanics and stuff. But it's a space flight kind of game. Um, in in a lot of ways, and uh, mostly, I mean, there was a lot of PvP in it. Like that was actually something that was very is uh, sorry, it's still around. Um, is very like big and, and elite dangerous. Um, but one of the things that happened recently with elite dangerous is, you know, totally independently, 
um, without telling anyone, they introduced aliens into the game and basically waited for someone to come upon them. Um, <laughs> and someone did, and it was like, they wrote it up. They were like, I was totally scared. Like, I, I put it on a stream. I was like, what's, what's happening here? What's, this is, this is crazy. Um, and they found the aliens and the aliens like took them out of their ship or whatever. And like, it was a totally weird experience and, you know, very mysterious and stuff. Um, and like, it, it strikes me that there's something so much better about it, I mean, in a video game, maybe the idea of including something unknown as opposed to something infinite, like leaving a possibility out there that isn't actually spoken works so much better than saying like, yeah, there's like, you know, more possibilities than you could possibly want. Um, find them all. That ends up just being like naturally frustrating. Yeah, just it's it's basic PR and sales under promise and over deliver. Right. Which, again, the Trump campaign did not do at all. I mean, here we are, and we, where's that wall? We haven't defeated <laughs> ISIS. It's been way more than thirty days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. What the hell's going on with healthcare? You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, you know, the the promises he's he's fulfilled, and this also ties back to the game. But yeah, the promises he's fulfilled are the ones you can do top down. So like the executive orders have, of course, flowed, which um, are mo- mostly toothless. Yeah. Right. Or or defeated in the courts. And yes. Yet, you know, it's it's interesting because, like, you think about that with No Man's Sky and you look at the things people say it accomplishes well, right? Which is, like, this idea of being uh, a speck in, the, in a giant universe or, like, the peacefulness of the game or, or whatever. Like, there are, there are positive accounts of it, um, but they aren't, as you say, and I guess, like, this would be a question, too. It seems to me, and maybe you disagree, like, none of that stuff is exactly what was promised. It's just kind of what you could expect from a space simulator the size of which they've given you. Yeah, and it, I just keep coming back to like the hype. Like I remember there's a guy who spent like six thousand bucks on a new system, oh. which is to me the equivalent of the Trump voter that doesn't vote, but then they got all <laughs> in on Trump. Right, sure, sure, which, sure. Yeah, which reminds me of a, uh, a scene from The West Wing, which is my favorite show of all time. Okay, and they are um, it's it, they're, it's during um, Martin Sheen's reelection and. Uh, one character points out when a third candidate gets elected, it's going to be by unlikely voters. Because talking about a poll, it's like, oh, he's not even polling very well. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's because it's unlike that's likely voters. When a third candidate gets elected, it's going to be by unlikely voters. There and the guy go. goes, right. the guy goes, and why is that good? Why are we eager? Why are we encouraging of a group of people who are so howl at the moon, lazy ass stupid that they can't bring themselves to raise their hands? <laughs> why is it important to be brought into the process? And it's put it like that. Like, okay, if you spent thousands of dollars. On a system for a game that hasn't come out yet. I don't know. Well, maybe it had already come out by the time you did. But you, you get so hyped about about something that you that you can't put any tangible. That, you know, there's nothing tangible about it yet. It, it, you just I don't think you deserve to be disappointed, but. Well, it's you're, a, gonna, it, you're setting yourself up for huge failure. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, part of the reason for that is because, like, if you think about people who just sort of like were struck by the process when or the political process when Trump, uh, uh, you know, was nominated as the or was even before when he was sort of like put his hat in the ring in terms of, like I want to be the nominee. Um, people were struck by him and and suddenly interested in politics. I mean, you can think about it in the same way where people see this game and they're just like, yeah, I'm interested in gaming again. I need to get this game. Like, I'm gonna do it. And like the 
any sort of person who is like tangentially connected with gaming or any sort of person who's tangentially connected with politics, you know, you understand that like you vote for a candidate not because like you actually believe their campaign promises or think like their campaign is is the truth, but because you're sort of making like a choice based on, okay, like I like their platforms, I think this is realistic, I think that's not realistic, like whatever. You could sort of go in eyes wide open. The same with video games where like, you know, you can assume that if I buy a new system I have to be buying it for more than one game. Like, I, I can't... Yeah, I, no, I whenever I, bu- I bought a... I had my PlayStation 3 forever, and then it died on me, and that's why I bought a new one. And then yeah, when I bought a go. new one, I was like, all right, well, I'm not just going to buy just one game. I mean, I use it most of the time for streaming, but as most people do, I assume. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't just buy like, just one game. What's the point of that? Right. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's that's, like, something that I think people who have been connected with gaming for a long time recognize sort of as a core thing where... Just because you grow up, when you're growing up as a kid, if you're gaming then, you grow up with such a like a, a tight budget on games that you look at something like the Atari Lynx or you look at something like um, the, uh, I forget if it's the Atari Lynx, but the Lynx or the Jaguar or the 3DO or whatever, and it's like, oh wow, that system looks great. Uh, this is like sort of like a 90s kid thing, I guess, but like <laughs> that system looks great. And then you're like, well, there's like three games on it. I don't know if it's really going to last. And sometimes you actually make the mistake of getting it. Sometimes you just watch someone else make the mistake. And you sort of like, you you, you slot it in the back of your mind. And you say like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to make the mistake of putting all of my eggs in one basket. I'm going to wait a second and then get it for not just one game, but like four or five or six. Yeah, just and that was another problem with it. They didn't release it to the... Um to the reviewers ahead of time hmm. they could tell you hey you know right. hold off on this or this is great so you 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 had all the initial responses were the initial responses it was user it was user driven kind of like, it was kind of a grassroots almost i guess you could say um, it was yeah and it, it's it's user driven in the same way like it's another analog to the trump campaign in a way insofar as you know the responses that you get from people disappointed in uh, no Man's Sky, like, resemble the responses of people who are still sort of trying to make sense of a Trump presidency in so, insofar as they are grassroots, and they're extremely, I mean, this this is oversimplified in some ways, uh, but they're extremely angry, right? Like, I remember No Man's Sky, like, the big thing about No Man's Sky was, like, everyone was asking for a refund, like, and saying, like, you, you oh, lied to us. Oh, the anger behind like, it was just, yeah, it was incredible. It was wild. Um, it was, like, the anger that's that you see uh, in certain segments of like the Twitterverse with um, superhero movies before they come out, and they're like, mm. people just hate, you know, people hate it before. It's like you haven't even seen it though. What would you? Why, well, shut up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's 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 such a. It, it again is taking something that is, and ultimately, like politics is this too. But it takes something that is like ultimately a marketing or economic model or, or it's something that like on a certain level it's about people making money right um and that's what no man's sky is about even if it's also a passion project it's something the guy wanted to make money off of his passion project i mean it's it it may be a small studio but it's essentially a triple a effort um in terms of of like ambition and quality of content uh would would lead you to believe uh and it's like yeah i don't know like it's it's you forget that when you get angry like that, you think like it's about something deeper or something more meaningful or something more like transcendent. It's like, no, like this game was about selling you a copy of the game in in a certain way. Like it's not, 
you know, it's not uh, like I talked to I talked to the guy who uh, Scott Benson who did a lot with Night in the Woods, and Night in the Woods was a three made by a three person studio over several years, and you can make an argument like, you know, the market success they're experiencing now must be great for them, uh, but the game probably wasn't made with that in mind. Something as big as No Man's Sky, I mean, that's a market that's a marketable game. Yeah, um, that's you, make, a game you make it for the money, you don't make it yes. for the the love of the game. I mean, you do yeah. part of it, but you, yeah, but you don't you don't make it just to make it for, like. Most artists, well, you know, you make them, you make the art for yourself, and if it does, you know, and then it succeeds or fails on its own. But you don't make it for to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess like I guess that's a, an interesting question because I wonder how much, and then you can answer this. I wonder how much um, the analogs between Trump and No Man's Sky, particularly in terms of approach and also um, overall sort of like disappointment in a growing section of the fan base. I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that you know, both the Trump campaign and No Man's Sky can be seen as sort of like auteur projects, like driven by one particular uh, and, and very sort of idiosyncratic voice. Um, I don't know how I would describe one voice with the game, but I would, I would, I would compare the two in that I think the Trump presidency is kind of like a larger critique of truly open world games mm-hmm. in that if you and I were to make we were to put list like the 10 most important things we'd want from a truly open world game we might only have two or three things in common right sure like you might want something where you can go from planet to planet and I might want something where I'm just on the one planet and those two can't those things are mutually exclusive Mm-hmm. So if you made a game that was like that, I would be interested in it, but it wouldn't be the perfect one for me, and vice versa. And it was a bit like that with Trump, where you have he appeared to big business with you know in Wall Street with the expectation of tax breaks, and he appealed to lower class voters due to their expectation of jobs. But the core interests of those two are at odds with each other. Sure, of course. And so everybody wanted it to be what they wanted it to be, and didn't realize that it couldn't be that because whatever it whatever made them love it and whatever made someone else love it as much as they did was for different completely different reasons that were fundamentally at odds with each other yeah so if you have this game where you go oh this is going to be this uh, it's unlike anything anyone we've done and it's good it's going to look amazing and it doesn't um And it's gonna do. It's gonna be whatever you want it to be. Well, whatever I want it to be is very different from whatever the next person wants it to be. So you have to. You can't satisfy everybody all, all the time. Yeah, and it's. It reminds me. You know, there's a there's a way in which both of these are about, uh, or both the the campaign and the game itself are about um, appealing to just like um, expansion or bigger things or like bigger and better and bigger and better. Because like I remember, uh, or just now, I was looking up images of No Man's Sky, and one of them that came up was this um, thing from I guess Nine Gag or something. Uh, it was it was very internety, uh, where they had you know an image of uh, um, Grand Theft Auto V's map, and then an image of The Witcher's map, and then an image of uh, or I'm sorry, The Witcher 3's map, and then an image of Final Fantasy XV's map, and they were all overlaid on each other to scale. You know, it, it went from smallest to biggest. GTA V was smallest. Final Fantasy XV was biggest. And then at the bottom, it said something like, uh, "No Man's Sky is like 
hey, uh, let's talk or something like that, where like it's much bigger, right? But like it, and, and that's true. But the question then becomes like, okay, is it actually like a good thing to have a bigger map? Like, is that the thing you actually want? Or is it just like, is that just kind of avoiding the the question that you actually should be asking, which is like, how do I make a good game? And same with the po- politics. Like, you know, is the point to say like, it's going to be the biggest, it's going to be the best? Um, or should you be asking like, what kind of actual policy should I be putting into place? Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, I remember, what was it? Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That was a okay. huge, that was at that when it came out, it was a huge map, but it was almost like too big. Yeah. Like, you felt like you took an entire day of actual, like, not playtime day, where, you know, of five minutes is an hour. It took, like, it took an actual day. Like, you had, to, you had to call out from work to get from one city to another. <laughs> You're like, I can't come in today. Right. I'm still driving to San Francisco on a motorcycle. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, so they, they yeah. dialed it down a bit, which is, or at least they f- it feels like they dialed it down a bit on five. Um, which, that one, it felt a little too small to me, actually. Okay. Um, but b- b- everything else, I'd love that game because those games are it, those games are so much fun. Sure. Um, but by dialing it down a bit, it, they they were able to then improve so many of the other areas. So yeah, I'm with you. It, 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 you you can it, you can make it. If, they fo- if you focus too much on making the map huge, then you're gonna lose. You, you only have so much time and resources that you can just spend on filling in the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and just like you said there, like some people I think would f- say that five suffers uh, from the smaller map in in a more tangible way because they're looking for, as you say, like a bigger map, whereas you're looking for a sort of like concentrated fun experience. Uh, and you know, most Grand Theft Auto players, I would assume, are looking for a concentrated fun experience. Uh, but I mean, you could certainly argue that like that's your that's the problem that you brought up earlier with open world gaming, where it's like who knows what exactly people want. Um, I'm also reminded of like, this is one of my favorite things to think about, uh, constraint, right? Uh, constraint is something that actually produces good art or good video games or good whatever. Uh, and I'm thinking of, uh, have you ever played, uh, did you ever get to play, uh, LA Noir? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, that's painful memories. I want that. There's a good, there's a good example. I wanted that. <laughs> I wanted to love that game. It was, sure. I thought it was terrible. Okay, yeah, I, I, I liked it, and I, I think I probably liked it for some of the reasons you didn't like it, uh, one of which is that the the I, I really liked the pace of driving. I liked the fact that they forced you to sort of treat L.A. like and, and Hollywood like it was a real city, um, that you had to sort of, like, follow traffic, that you had to, like... You know, I didn't you mind just that. Crash things that, around. that I'm okay. fine with. But okay. what, I, what I hate about it was the... the um, well, a couple things was... One of them was that... Um, when you weren't like in the middle of a mission, mm-hmm. there was nothing to do. Yeah, no, it was just I... oh, here's just like a city, and then that's it. Like that, you don't you don't really get to interact with any with with, with much of it. Yeah, I kind of like that empty feeling though. When I think back to, and again, this goes back to your point, but like I think back to going, I think back to the game and sort of like wandering around, especially in those outskirts areas uh, where it sort of gets a little more country up by the uh, the Hollywood sign or whatever, and it's like. It, 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 it there's a sort of emotional feel about it without having much plot about it. Uh, it's not like it's not like my experience with Grand Theft Auto or Driver or any of those sort of like more frantically paced mission games where like not that they're frantic but that there's a mission everywhere. Like you can just pick one up. I'm playing Prey right now and Prey's like that too. Um, it's just like it really was sort of like a linear game based in this empty city. Um, 
which in some ways is, I think, what No Man's Sky aimed at. But on the other hand, L.A. Noir was very limited by the pace you could play the game and by the city environs themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you you just you did the you did this step, and yep. then you did the next step, and then you did the next. There wasn't there wasn't much else to do other than the storyline, and right. that was that was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, although. I mean, if you know the that was was that Rockstar? I think that was Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had usually their other games have been you were the criminal. And this one, you're the cops. So it's not like you go around just arresting people. Right. Uh, yeah. Unless exactly, you said it yeah. in like Moscow, uh, Moscow <laughs> Noir. You just go around and arrest people for what for whatever you want. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that game would actually do pretty well. It'd be, be a good game. No, it's, no that's like I that's would, like I um. Would, Try that game out for sure. I would at least red box it. That's bully, <laughs> right? Like that's just yeah. That's like bully two would be would be oh, uh, Moscow yes, Noir. Yeah, there I you go. It's enjoyable. Um, yeah, yeah. Adult bully. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good. You get or you could be like a um. It could be like a mall cop or something like that where you just like abuse your power constantly. <laughs> only if it's only if it's Paul Blart. Yeah, there you go. Right. Um. But yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Like it's and, and that like so. You've you've also highlighted a, a thing about constraint that's very true, in that like there is um, there's risk and there's reward, right? Like I see the constraint in L.A. Noir and I think wow that makes it really cool to me, and you see the constraint in L.A. Noir and you're like this makes it really boring to me, um, and both of those are very like are totally reasonable responses. It's not as if one of us is right and one of us is wrong. Um, what what, what kind of happened though is that um, L.A. Noir takes that kind of risk and says like okay we're gonna make this game constrained in these ways and it's going to produce something that people will like or not like whereas no man's sky says like yeah we'll be whatever you want us to be there are no constraints on this game and it just produces nothing yeah because i I, there's we all want something out of whatever it is whether it be a book or, or a game or a show there's something we want out of it and I know it's a little. I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's a little different when it's a video game. I think because mm-hmm. I, I don't. I can't quite put my finger on it. But you know, uh, I guess if you get like a book, you know that it's a a novel or it's a a biography. You know what you're getting there for the most part. Right. Uh, you know, with like a show, you're not really like you could just stop watching it. It doesn't. It didn't cost you any money. To, to watch a show unless you like subscribe to like HBO or Showtime or whatever just to watch the show but sure. I, I wonder if maybe part of it's because you with the disappointment we have with video games uh, is that we I spent I just spent like 60 bucks on this and I don't like it I don't like it yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's part of the thing with Illinois with me it was like oh it's a rock star game but you're a cop and it's in LA in the 40s oh this is Awesome! I, the, 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 all these things appeal to me. And they're like, oh, we got this really cool like face uh, graphics, you know? Yeah, and, right. And it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. And then you play it, and it's just I don't know. It was just it was I found it to be boring. And then at one point, you're the the score the story like you you can't control. There wasn't really no any free will in that game too. And then no. like, you you're on the case and then suddenly you had an affair with some German actress and now you're in like the fire department or something like that. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you get busted down really low, right? Yeah. And it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. I didn't want that. Why are you, why are we having to do this? Yeah. Right. Have yeah. It's true. I mean, like, this completely linear storyline by now. <laughs> well, yeah, but again, like it's, it's, I think 
there's like a weird dynamic there, right? Where um, you're absolutely right. Like I think with games, and this has been particularly true of games in the Steam era, um, there's this feeling of risk averseness because, or risk, yeah, risk averseness because like no one wants to produce the game that disappoints people. Um, but on the other hand, you know, bringing in a linear uh, a linear storyline in an era of non-linear storytelling, like doing all these constraints, like. L.A. Noir produces strong feelings one way or the other because, like, some people love it, some people hate it, and that's a big-time risk. Now, the market doesn't want you to make that risk. You don't want to screw up because you made that risk and you're going to lose a lot of money. Um, and a sort of perfect version of it would be something like No Man's Sky where it's like, I'm going to promise you everything, and it's all going to be good. And if it's not there, hopefully there's enough good there that you forget the other stuff that I promise you that didn't come in, which is, like, totally where it resembles the Trump campaign. Yes. Yeah, but again, there, again, we said earlier, don't over-promise. Just, you know, under-promise, over-deliver. And right. then you won't have people putting uh, um, Jurassic Park, sad Jurassic Park music. <laughs> well, it's the other right. thing, too, is, you know, you... You see, like the you know, here's here's the here's what this game looks like two years before its release, and you're like, whoa, this looks awesome. And then you two year the two years later, a couple of things happen. One, it didn't look as good, right? And then two, your game that looked great two years ago doesn't look as good now. now two like, years is a long go, time. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you want to buy a two year old game, you you buy it understanding that okay, it's not going to be the most up-to-date graphics I've seen. But that's fine, because you know that going into it. Yeah. So if you're telling me it's going to look like this, it's like, okay, well, what's it going to look like when you get it even more refined, but instead right. they backwards. Refined it less, yeah. Yeah, and it's... it's Yeah, it's it's so interesting, because you think about it like... I think there's two, two sort of competing dynamics here. The one being, like, what you should do with a game or with a political campaign or whatever, which, as you say is under promise and over um over provide like you know yeah. just like go into it with low expectations and like let people be happy with it and there's a way that like classic games did this right a game like um i mean even take a game like mario brothers like the very first sort of like nes game that most people played um it impressed people because like unlike a lot of the atari or um ColecoVision games that kind of preceded it it really almost did have a plot. It had a sort of like ascending difficulty. There were clear levels and stuff and people were kind of blown away by it. And you can chart a lot of games like that that sort of came in with humble beginnings and really blew people away. Res comes to mind for, for the PS2. Um, you know, there, there are games like that. But, um, you know, it's also true that like the current market is very... Um, it's it's very dicey to make a, an original game. You can you can really end up in a lot of financial trouble, and uh, and the current fan base is uh, so canny and so able to capture your mistakes and display them to everyone on the internet that like you know it's not like the old days where you could make an, an ambitious game and then like a flop would be oh yeah no one really played it people kind of forgot about it. Now it's like, yeah, like we have whole videos of Mass Effect Andromeda animations looking terrible that millions of people have seen. It, that's why we keep getting, well, although you did use a sequel, you know, we keep getting sequels because it's like, yeah, uh, you know, especially like with first-person shooters, all you do is just give me some new, you know, just give them new maps and you're you're halfway there, you're three quarters <laughs> yeah. away there. New uh, maps, new guns, right? Yeah, it worked. You know, it's it's a tried and true formula and. 
but it, it that's that's part of it too. It's a bit I would compare it a bit to um, how No Man's Sky was built by this created by a studio that I know it had Sony got involved in it, but mm-hmm. Hello Games hadn't really done anything before then. Yeah, they certainly hadn't done anything close to what they were trying to do, and it just like Trump had never run a campaign. And he had a whole bunch of people around him, and still does, that have no idea how to run a government. <laughs> right. And you're getting all the downside to that. And as much as we we may hate it, the 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 GOP and the Democrats are uh, are similar to the the AAA games in that yeah. you, know, you know what you're gonna get. You know what you're gonna get. And yeah, you know what you're gonna get. They know what they're doing. They're, they've got a ton of experience, and it, 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 yeah, there's flaws, but the positives, for the most part, outweigh the negatives. You could even say it's more. You could even say it in a, a stronger sense, like a, a stronger, more pessimistic sense, where like you'd say, uh, just like AAA titles, the the two major parties kind of aim towards mediocrity um, as a as a floor that they can always fall back on, like yeah. uh, you know. You you produce a new Call of Duty, you produce a new modern uh, uh, um, uh, metal. Uh, sorry, not Metal of Honor. That's that's kind of dating myself. Uh, but a new Call of Duty, right? Like, yeah, yeah. New out, Call of Duty. Right? Worst case, you're getting a whole bunch of new maps and some new guns. Yeah, and you might not love it, but you won't hate it, and yeah. like Which you'll you just wait for the it, next if one. If you had the old, whatever first person shooter you love, that there's been a bunch of. If you had the previous one and you went okay. We'll give you a whole bunch of maps and a whole bunch of we- new weapons for this amount of money. You go, yeah. All right. So yeah, we're, sure. we're, we're going to call it six because the last one was five. That's all, you know, <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> right. And, and no one's going to get excited about it. I mean, people might get, like, openly a little excited about it, and then people will just kind of play it if they like it and not if they don't. And it won't produce anything new, but it'll just produce, like, something people are familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know kind of like when people go oh both parties are the same but well, they're not really but in some ways they are so I can't yeah right it's the same thing with that well you know it's kind of like the last one okay well the last one you liked a lot didn't you yeah I did okay well <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's equal parts it's equal parts like grounding and depressing it's sort of like this weird rut we've gotten ourselves into um, which I didn't quite realize. Until I had you on, that uh, I didn't quite realize the video game end of it resembled the political end of it so uh, so sort of precisely. Well, it's a bit what uh, you know. Movies and TV are the same way. Here's a, you know, here's another superhero movie. Here's another superhero right. show. Right. Sure. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, there's like we we talked about this on on one of the previous podcasts. So like the um, uh, the content of like uh prestige tv has like a thesis statement essentially at the beginning of every single show and the thesis statement is there to sort of inform uh you know anyone who happens to be reviewing the show who's gonna basically decide whether it lives and dies so of course they're gonna include that and it's gonna look the same and so like when you're watching game of thrones it probably is going to be not so different uh surprisingly than when you're watching Mad Men or whatever right like it's there there are similar tropes in everything now yeah, it's like they're oh, it's just somebody did something with like the formula for like an action movie where it's like all right, at the fourteenth minute you have this and like the seventeenth <laughs> minute you have that and and it's like yeah, every successful action movie fits this and you're like okay, that's kind of crazy and you spend a lot, probably too much time on that but yeah yeah, yeah it's I, a <laughs> successful formula though why why mess with it right yeah that's and that's the question right where like it's a it's a really tough moment where you're like yeah the formula. And I think I think what's tricky about video games versus politics is that like video games are sort of a, a 
an industry of, you know, ultimately an industry of enjoyment and politics are ultimately industry of uh, disappointment or, or, or anger. Um, most times we're like, we remember games we're happy with and politicians were unhappy with. I would, I would think. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, we, we don't really go, wow. Remember so-and-so had that bill that really did, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, you know, no, you remember the guy who wanted to, uh, ban, uh, you know, like shirts, you know, or, yeah, you, know right, you don't remember exactly. the guy who, who wrote the bill that said that? Yeah, you can. You know what? You can just cross the street wherever you want. Like no one cares. No one knows who <laughs> made that. There's law. no more jaywalk. The no more jaywalking bill. Wow. Yeah. No one knows. No. Somebody somewhere made it law where okay, you know what? You can just walk across the street wherever the hell you feel like it. Right. And yeah. Nobody knows who that person is. No. Right. Exactly. And yeah, it's 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 a. But I mean, we remember that's... we remember Herman Cain's nine nine nine. Yeah, or like the the la- uh, the the commercial with the laughing Herman Cain at the end, right? Yeah, like yeah, we remember those things. Yeah, They're the we... completely, you know, annoying or minuscule or like weird ephemeral things. And then you remember video games that that made like an emotional impact on you. So like it is a little different that way. But it's also true that like you know, as a consumer you're asking yourself uh when you buy video games like, well, you know, I know what this is going to be. There's a there's a safety in it. And I think as like I don't necessarily think that's what I don't think that's how voters necessarily think. I, I think some voters do. I think some voters are extremely pragmatic. Um, no, I but think I think some, that's some like, of them are. They're all just going to vote, you know, straight Republican or straight Democrat. It's right. Like, and I, yeah. All right. Well, you're not really thinking, but you're going to get what you <laughs> vote for. And I think, like, I think, but I think the parties think that way for sure. And oh, I think yeah. the parties are like, the parties are like, look, like we've given, we've had like the same candidate for the last, you know, eight elections. It seems to be going okay for us at this point. Yeah, or the, the healthcare, the ACHA, they're like, yeah, we got to mm-hmm. do this so we can stay. We did what people voted for us to do. Yeah. That's not what they voted for you to do, though. Yeah, right, exactly. It's what they, and, and but that's, uh, again, you sort of see, like, you get to see the, the problem of uh, a sort of, like, break in that status quo or sort of the crisis of the break in that status quo, because, like, it's what they voted Trump to do. And it's like, okay, yeah. now you have to fulfill all of these promises that you might not even be all that excited about. But, like, the mandate doesn't really care about you anymore. It cares about the the, the crazy guy at the top. Um, the same thing with No Man's Sky. Like, it doesn't matter if you if you produce this massive universe. It doesn't matter if it's, like, brilliantly coded. They want what the guy said it's going to have. Yeah, um, I would have to go up and pistol slap somebody. And if you can't give that in my game, yeah, I'm exactly. be pissed. Yeah, because you said I could. <laughs> right, yeah, Yeah, exactly. you said I can do whatever I want. Well, I want to pistol slap a dinosaur. Well, yep, why, don't do make, why don't you make that happen? And like, you awesome. know, there's some there's some hairy designer in the background being like, do you understand what a, what a task this was to make this universe? You're like, I don't care. And it's the same sort of thing, right? You get some Republican or, or uh, Democrat law- lawmaker saying, like, don't you understand how difficult this is? And a voter's like, I don't care. I voted for a guy who said it would happen. Like, make yeah. it happen. Yeah, yeah. You told me you could do this. Do it. Yeah. It's it's the consumer is and again like maybe this might be a good this might be a good place to to kind of wrap it up but you can you can say what you think about this like it goes back to your point about everything being this sort of like consumer centric um, uh, positioning of things where like yeah like I'm disappointed in this because I put my vote down on paper for that to happen or I paid my sixty bucks which means I should be satisfied in this. And it really is like a very much a an individualistic like did I get it or did I not get it culture, which makes this like super tough for I mean, it just makes it super complicated, I guess. Yeah, I think I think the 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 money is definitely a part of it. And that you know, you go to see a movie 
Mm-hmm. And you go and you go, oh, this sucked. Like, I went and saw The Expendables in theaters with some friends. <laughs> and I know a lot of people like that movie, those movies. Did you did you drink while you saw it? I mean, that seems like uh, the only way all you drunk. could. I don't, it was oh, weird. okay. No, that's, that's yeah, yeah. Point. But that was a god-awful movie. <laughs> and even <laughs> I mean, the action scenes were terrible, but you took the action scenes out. the worst movie I've ever saw. But I only spent, right. like, 12 bucks on it. So yeah. what? You know, right, and, you I got this, and I got and I and by having seen that, I can say, you know, it's a terrible movie. I saw it, and that's why I'm telling you. It's, I'm telling you, it's a terrible. You know. Yeah, you get the right to say yeah, what it is. Yeah. yeah, you buy a game. It's you know, we're talking sixty bucks plus, mm-hmm. and only I'm using it. It's not like I'm, you know, it's not like, uh, well, my buddies had a good time. All right, well, we had a shared experience of, you know, of of being at this bad movie and you know, making fun. Yeah. I'm spending more money, and it's just me. And I'm going specific things where, and I'm not getting them. Where as opposed to a bad movie or something, I at least I enjoy, I can still enjoy a bad movie at its core, in that I can make fun of it and I can, you know, like there's three. You could tell what, like for example, you could tell what scenes they shot first in the Expendables because there's you can tell <laughs> because at certain points Jason Statham just stops trying. <laughs> right sure and like you know it's it yeah and in a video game like you can't what are you gonna do like struggle through bad mechanics like yeah, spend stop. 60 hours of your life on a bad story like, yeah yeah like oh i've bought this so i'm either gonna do nothing with it of this or i'm just gonna yeah i'll just struggle through it uh, yeah it's well, yeah. like you're not gonna get any good story like because it's not like you're gonna go to work and be like Oh yeah, I saw this and it sucked, but it, it was enjoyably bad. So watch it when it comes on Netflix, you know. Yeah. Or, you know oh, I played this game and it sucked, and, mo- and like you know, everyone's gonna look at you like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> I played a really bad video game this weekend. Oh great. Oh great. <laughs> oh, you you do that? Yeah, because it's not a. It's you know, a lot of people play video games, but not a lot of people play the game you play. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. That's a really good point. It speaks to like the saturation of the market, and yeah, absolutely. And, like, you know, we're still in a place where, like, there are probably 12 or 13 movies out that people are able to see every, you know, given week, right? Like, yeah. you probably are seeing the same. And, you know, there might be art house films or, like, limited releases or whatever, but, yeah, but when more a, when likely than comes, not. When a big movie comes out, somebody, multiple people at your work, you, you see every it. day. Whether yep. it be, like, at your gym or your work or maybe, like, you know, you're waiting for to pick up your kid from school and there's other parents. They're all, you're, a bunch of you are going to go see it or you're going to mm-hmm. go see it next week. You can right. talk about that. You know, that whatever game, like, I've got, like, the, the like, I'm looking, like, the game in my system right now is Project Cars. Most okay. people here listening probably don't play that game, but I play it. Sure. It's fun, and I enjoy it. But I'm not going to talk about Like, I'm not going to come on and talk about, you know, I'm not going to go up to some, some person that I see every day and be like, oh, yeah, man, I guess, you know, <laughs> I, whew, that took that corner at, at Silverstone. Like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, why, why are you why are why you talking about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. For you again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and you're right. Like it's it's a really individual experience, and that's why it's like so disappointing when it goes bad because the only person you can share that with is yourself. Or Whereas, the internet. Yeah, or the internet, and, right? That's and that's where we get a lot of them. Yeah, yep. yeah. There you go. And what that, do we? And, right and, like I said, I, I love reading bad reviews of bad things. Mm-hmm. But they are. Reading a glowing review of a game I have no interest in has no interest in me. Yeah, why a, would you? Right. A, a really negative review of something I don't have interest in that interests me greatly, though. Right. Because it's going to sure. be funny. It's going to be some, you know, it's going to be some good references and creativity in there. 
So yeah, the anger just it it feeds upon itself, some especially with the internet. Well, and then yeah, and I guess like the the thing I'll I'll end on is like the the danger. Of course, in you know, if we look at the commonalities between th- these things, the danger is that politics is is not an individual game, but can be treated like it, yeah. right? Like it's it's about me, but actually, it's about quite a bit more than you. And uh, and then once once you sort of like make that anger, build that anger into a political m- mobilization, I guess I'll say, uh, that's when it starts to get really dangerous and very you know Trumpy and weird. Yes. Hmm. You said it sounded like you said Trumpy, and I was thinking of Mister. I did. Mister. Science Theater Three Thousand. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Dave, anything we left out? Anything you wanna you wanna touch on before we we close up shop here? I think we covered everything and then some. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm and gonna, I was about to just oh. say though that um, you know we 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 can shit on these all we want. They both won. No yeah. man's guy oh, yeah, stole sure. a ton, and Trump is president. Yeah, and not everyone got their refund. I mean, that guy no. that guy probably made up with quite a profit. Yeah, although, you know, you can constantly update the game, and you can improve it, and you can get a lot closer to what people want. Trump just flails around like Quop. I've already... Oh, yeah, 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 I played Quop. <laughs> I should have a podcast about Quop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that is right. That's... If 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 in if in theory No Man's Sky is like Trump, then in practice Quop is like Trump. <laughs> I'll go with that. That's a good. That's a good one. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for being on. And um, okay. I'm actually, uh, if you're wondering what Dave thinks about the Eagles, um, that'll be in the bonus material. So, uh, Dave, thanks again, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye.